Welcome everyone to the Bourbon Boys podcast. What began as three drunks writing a weekly newsletter has evolved into four drunks talking into microphones about SEC football. I am Cousin Bailey and joined as always by Malt Liquor, Gus, and our producer, Dr. Ripper. back to the bourbon boys before we get into week eight of the 2023 sec football season just something real quick i get asked all the time cousin bailey how can we support the bourbon boys well larry there are a few ways actually number one you can give us a good rating and review on the platform you're currently listening to us and other platforms number two definitely subscribe to the pot to the pod on that platform and all platforms Number three, let's face it, you all know someone who likes SEC football, so share this episode and other episodes with them. Number four, you can support our sponsors. And speaking of sponsors, number five, if you know of an up-and-coming business, put them in contact with me, Cousin Bailey, about being a sponsor. That's Cousin Bailey, C-U-Z-Z-I-N-B-A-I-L-E-Y at gmail.com. Well, it'll come to know, as I'm just going to make this brief, it'll come as no shock that our host this week continues to be our reigning champion, Gus in rare form so take it away my friend awesome uh yeah sorry i didn't mean to steal your thunder last week very unprofessional very unprofessional of me but yeah like bourbon boys man we uh we knocked it out of the park this week compared to the rest of the season everybody went 500 or better and when i say that three of us went three and three and mr producer went four and two so huge yeah it's huge it's huge this week um Definitely the best week we've had. You have me in first place, 25 and 29. I'm leading four games under 500. This is just a bad, bad season. I think that speaks a lot to the conference and how we just don't know how teams are going to play from week to week. Coming in two games back, Cousin Bailey, 23-31. Miss Producer, 22-32. and And Malt Liquor. Mm. Yeah. I mean, did great last week going 500, but uh, 18 and 36 on the year we're getting better though folks it's almost like we're the gators as the season goes on maybe we're going to get a little bit better just a little bit maybe bowl eligible but we'll get to that so without further ado let's take it around the room and see what everybody is drinking cuz what you got buddy so i just had a beer explode in my face and that was going to be a sweet water hazy ipa uh but so instead i'm drinking a warm Neon Bear Hug IPA by Goose Island. It's about what you'd expect. Yay. All right. So it's not that great. Okay. Well, I know it's good, but warm. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Yeah. No, I like it. Just not hot. Malt from from long distance. Yeah. So I am drinking Vegas Hotel tap water because I just got back from the convention i was at and might have to dip out early because we're getting a group together to go out to dinner but yeah i don't have any drinks and i didn't want to spend 30 dollars from the fucking whatever it's called honor bar uh so yeah nothing sorry <laughs> we're just glad glad you're here and i'm sure there's something in that vegas water right it's gotta, there's be, gotta be yeah yeah oxygen in the air and who knows bourbon in the water yeah, yeah, definitely. Dr. Riffick, Dragoon, what you got? Just the IPA today. Oh, great. 
Good old reliable. So I'm drinking, and this was going to be in honor of Malt because we thought he was going to be out of pocket this week, but he was able to grace us with his presence, which is fantastic. I'm drinking a King State, the original Green Dart 520. Oh, yeah. Fantastic beer. Um, Malt actually turned me on to it probably two years ago. Fantastic brew. I'll probably be drinking this all night. If not, I got Pacifico as a backup. And please, people, don't judge me. I know Pacifico is owned by Corona, which is owned by uh, Anheuser-Busch InBev, which owns Bud Light. So I guess when I connect the dots, that's that's where we we're love at. Dylan Mulvaney. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But but I will say this. It's confirmed. I am an influencer. Oh. Rolsch last week. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, cousin malt liquor or malt liquor's cousin, because we already have a cuz here. Uh, I inspired him to go out and and grab what was that a twelve pack? Looked like yeah, twelve pack, yeah, twelve pack. So uh, the girls being enjoyed in upstate New York. Hell so, yeah, here here, fantastic. Uh, do we want to talk about the Gators now? They're they're not in the slate this week. The slate actually is we have one, two, three, four, five games. One's out of conference. The rest are conference games. Gators are off this week. Yeah. Let's just talk about them. So, cuz, what are your thoughts on the game last week? So, um, it's good we're talking about this game because Georgia's not even in our our next week opponent. They're off as well. That's who we're playing next week in the cocktail party. So, this is a good time. Um, I, uh, as as everyone knows, I was at Legoland with the family, but I did my usual like ear, you know, had my little earwig in listening to the game. Uh, I was. I was paying attention to my children, but I was also paying attention to the Gators and, and, and the game, I don't know, man, it started off good, got crazy. I think we had a lead at halftime. I know we had a lead going into the fourth, even though uh, South Carolina was driving, but that comeback is going to, I really, really like, I'm, 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 I'm totally bought back in. Let's just say that. Like, uh, I, I have this like feeling and, and, and if things work out, I mean, it's the same feeling everyone's got, but like those, that the, the moments that occurred in the fourth quarter of that game, there's just like, there was something almost like mystical about it. Like the, the, the bounce off catch the the multiple fourth downs, the, you know, the bobble touchdown catch. And then the, 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 like this iconic moment and I had to kind of see it the next or like later that night on, um, but I mean, I was, I'm getting chills thinking about it, the play and the call from Mertz to, to Pearsall was almost identical in importance and in actual play to the Werfel adoring touchdown pass 30 years ago in 93. And it was against, you know, like a mid-level sec team on the road, we were trailing, needed the win. And the another, and 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 I mean, they even Florida football, I think their Twitter account or their social media account did a side by side. First, it did the Doring touchdown, and the call that Sean Kelly, the Gator play by play guy, made was so similar to the to the to the Mick Hubert call. I don't know if he did it on per. I, I don't. There's no way he did it on purpose. But I mean, there's a pump fake over the middle to this guy. Now the difference is Chris Doring hadn't done much before this that game, and and Pearsall's been our offense, but our receiving offense. But just there was something magical about it, the whole thing. And and I don't know if you guys 
remember this, but in 93, we played South Carolina at South Carolina. And at a time we were trailing by 17 points. And one of the plays and the drives that kind of turned the tide in our favor down 17 was we were backed up all the way back in our end zone and Werfel threw like a lateral to Jack Jackson who got hit in the end zone and then busted free and broke out for like 30 or 40 yards. And that like sparked the comeback, but at South Carolina trailing one 93 it's 30 years ago, the Doring thing. I mean, there's just, I really hope that this is like this, like marquee moment in Billy Napier's tenure at Florida that like, maybe this is the moment we needed. You know, he hasn't want done very well on the road. We beat, we beat A&M last year, but, I picked I didn't think we were going to win a lot of people didn't think we were going to win this game happy to be wrong but there's just something I I really really hope it's as like it's as impactful to our future as it feels right now because I'm like on cloud nine after that I don't care that it was South Carolina who sucks it was so important but that's my thoughts I mean it was incredible. Yeah so I so my experience so my flight Saturday was at two. So normally that would be great because you're like, well, the, the game's got to be like on the plane's television, right? So it's Southwest. So there's a Southwest app. I had my iPad. I opened it up. They have literally every game but the Florida game on. They had oh. the USF FAU game. They had, I mean, all the other games. And I couldn't even. And so the way that, so I bought the $8 like, website yeah to where you can surf the web thinking that maybe i you know i could use my one of my apps or whatever passwords and no it doesn't support streaming it's just like it the Hmm. version that allows you to check your email so i had i was able i was able to get gamecast on so you know where you like find out about six plays every five minutes as opposed to in real time but um, anyway, like it was like, and so one of the newer attorneys who was joining me, he's a big, he's a, he's a Noel, but a big college football fan. So he had the Georgia, I'm um, not Georgia, the Washington, Oregon game on his, Whoa. I had the Tennessee A&M game and would have that on and then flip over to check on, you know, every other play to just make sure that, you know, whatever was going on with the Gators. So it was you know, not the ideal viewing situation, but anyway, I didn't get to see, I saw the highlights, of course. Um, obviously the defense sort of has regressed yeah. a little bit, um, but good to see us. I mean, completing passes down the field and big win. You know, I was pumped when, because it, it sounded dire when, you know, we were down 10 with whatever, however many minutes left, but. Seven minutes and 14 seconds is going to be a, a time yeah. etched in the stadium next to the promise someday. And I didn't realize at the time that there were so many um, uh, fourth down conversions. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, watch the game. Um, there we go. <clears throat> I was actually in the group group text and I realized, I think probably in the second quarter, I'm like, oh yeah, no one's watching this except for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so great win, great comeback win. Hopefully it will create a spark. However, um, <laughs> however, um, tackling is an issue. Tackling is a major, major issue 
with the Gators. The O-line, major issue. Um, just couldn't protect. Uh, I guess they protected well enough. You know, I shouldn't say that. They they held up okay. They did hold up okay. More concerning was Graham Mertz's ability to push the ball down the field. Uh, I believe I texted this to you guys. Um, I said I could throw a deep ball better than Graham Mertz, which probably if I was his age, definitely could. At my advanced age now, I probably still could. But... <laughs> Uh, anything over 25 yards, he doesn't have the arm strength. He was throwing dead. To, like I, I hope, like I hope he isn't hurt. But I hope there was something ailing him in this game because anything beyond 25 yards, it just looked like a dead duck, or it was so off target. It was very, very concerning to me. I thought the game was over. Like you know, first quarter, I'm like, oh man, we're gonna win, we're gonna win big, it's gonna be great. And then yeah. South Carolina came back. And I was like, fuck, there's no way we can, you know, Mertz isn't able to complete anything down the field. There were some miracles in there, um, including the <clears throat> the tip ball. Well, it wasn't a tip ball. It was not a well-thrown ball that went off, I believe, Pearsall. Maybe it was someone else. I believe Pearsall, but then Trey Wilson grabs it, you know, and uh, first down. Was that one of the fourth down plays, by the way? I don't think so. It may have been third down then. It yeah. was It was definitely uh, – something in long either third it's or fourth crucial, long. Yeah. and uh you know heads up play by by trey wilson but it, it was um yeah it was it was quite disturbing to watch like i honestly thought the gators should have won that game by 20 if if mertz could one if the gators could tackle and two if mertz could throw the ball farther than 25 yards downfield so i thought this should have been like i said just an ass kicking, but it wasn't. So things to be concerned about. Also, at the end of the game, I don't know what Napier was doing. Um, South Carolina so happened. That, that so, was my question. Yeah, because it okay. seemed like. So I know we gave up a safety, but it seemed like we should have just kneeled it out and been done. So I don't think they should have kneeled it out. That's the problem. So I think there was like I don't know, like fifteen seconds left. Definitely double digit, um, double digit time left, uh, under 20, or maybe it was at 20. I don't know. It was, it was not a lot of time left, but South Carolina had three timeouts. They had all their timeouts. Snap the ball, Mertz immediately downs the ball. And South Carolina calls timeout. Billy's running on the field like the game is over, calls timeout, then he gives the hand wave, like, oh, that's fucking bullshit. But it's like, no, because if you down the ball three times, the Gators have to punt. And right. if that happens, we saw we know how bad the Gators special teams are. Yeah. Right. There could easily be a mistake. There could be something like if I was South Carolina, I would call timeouts too. Yeah. Um, so then the next play. Uh, so it sounds like maybe we should have run some plays to burn run plays. Should have run the ball. Or yeah. or well, we saw what happened. Miami. Well, that's a different situation. The, the other team couldn't stop the couldn't clock. stop the clock. Yeah, so Georgia Tech couldn't situation. stop the clock. Yeah, okay. Georgia Tech couldn't stop the clock. Well, he ran around a little bit on second uh, and third down. A little sure, bit. Sure, sure he did. Yeah, he did, but he didn't on first down. Yeah, it's like 
you know, hey, run around, you know, do whatever. And then when you're about to get crushed, then go ahead and, and fall down. Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't do that. And then I did. I mean, I understand the safety, but I don't understand the safety because now you're, I mean, what, they had three seconds left. So I guess like I kind of understand it, but like I, I still wouldn't have taken the safety. I would have once again run around and I know they're running out of real estate. They were within the, I think inside the 15 yard line or maybe inside the 10 yard line yeah. when they took possession of the ball. But like, I was like, what are you doing? Like, there's so much, like so much better. It just reconfirms my thought of Billy Napier is an idiot when it comes to coaching games, um, clock management, all of that. It's like, why do you like, why did you like give Shane Beamer like the business being like, that's fucking dumb or stupid. You don't even understand the situation being like, no, that's, that's the right thing to do. This isn't Tennessee. Yeah, they had three timeouts. I mean, there shouldn't have been a question. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, like, there was, there's enough there for me to be like, oh, like they just can't get over the hump here, like, of being the team that they should be because the defense can't tackle, the quarterback can't throw the football, and your coach isn't the fucking smartest guy. And then also, too, there was a play earlier in the game. We were running the ball well. Montreal Johnson was running the ball well. Um, ETM was running the ball well, and I believe Johnson was in the game. And they tried like a trick play. It's like, what are you, why are we doing like a double reverse to pass? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, just run it down their throats. Yeah. They haven't been able to stop the run. So I still have concern there. That being said, it was a great win because I hope it does, you know, it's the spark to, you know, get them on a good run here. But I'm I'm very concerned about Georgia, very concerned. Um, so Georgia's off this week too, right? And yeah. um, I, I mean I I feel terrible, but Brock Bowers injured his no, he had a good. high ankle you know, sprain. Georgia that you know they're doing what they need to do to protect them. Of course, oh and I feel his, I feel great. Yeah, his long term health is is being seen too, and so we should all applaud that and be happy about it. Right. And then he'll be he'll be ready for the SEC championship game or the national championship, you know, quarter or semifinals. He'll be fine. I'm really yeah. happy that I'm really happy that his career is and it's still you know intact. Definitely, that yeah, would yeah. just be horrible if like he couldn't play again. But you know what? Unfortunately, he has to miss the cocktail party. Yep, it's not going to feel the same not playing a full strength Georgia because you know instead of losing by forty, we may only lose by twenty. You know. It's just, you never know. Never know. You never know. We could win. No, I know. I'm, I'm being very tongue in cheek about this. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 it's funny. You watch the game live and you have a completely different, like, cause I just watched the highlights and I know what happened. I mean, you were sitting there agonizing through it, uh, Gus. So like, I, uh, that's funny that you have a completely different perspective. Cause I was like, yeah, it could be the greatest thing ever. And you're like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it should have been an easy 20 point win for the yeah. Gator. Um, you know, it looked like it was going to be, or it sounded like it was going to be, I should say, you know, yeah. early on, but no, definitely. But I will say this, like when the Gators took the lead in the fourth quarter, I lost my shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. That was right. a great throw. Yeah. Yeah. Was. That was, that was looking the safety throw. off and then putting it right where it needed to be. Oof. Yep. That was 12 o'clock kickoff all year, buddy. 
This is a classic, just dirty Jefferson Pilot SEC West game. Mississippi State at Arkansas. Arkansas is a six and a half point favorite with a 50 and a half point over under. Um, the Bulldogs were off last week. Um, they entered the bye week beating West Western Michigan, but before that, they lost three straight SEC games, only being truly competitive in one of the games. Um, Arkansas had a similar road to, uh, to to where we are. They've lost five straight games, four straight SEC games, but they've been highly competitive in all the games they played. I think they've lost by a score in every one of them. And they played Alabama, number 11 Alabama, very tough last week, um, earning the praise of one Nicholas Saban. Um, the records are kind of similar. Uh, Mississippi State's three and three, Arkansas is two and five, but these are totally different teams. Um, I like Arkansas big in this game, maybe like 14. I like them double digit win against Mississippi State. They are like, I mean, if if the game, if the teams they've played that in the past couple of weeks are as decent or great or very good as I think they are, I think Arkansas is a lot closer to turning the corner than, um, well, then certainly than Mississippi state. So call the hogs. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not picking Mississippi state the rest of the year. Uh, they suck. Their coach is dumb and Arkansas is, you know, better than probably their record might show. So I I'm taking the hogs as well. Yeah. Um, I am too. I'm going with the hogs here. I just have it, it doesn't matter about the comment I'm going to make here about the outcome of the game. I think the Hogs will win big. KJ Jefferson doesn't seem right. Yeah. There's, I don't know if he's hurt or maybe it's a mental issue, but there's just something that isn't right with KJ Jefferson, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's not really much else to say about this game, but Hogs, big producer, Sweet. who do you got? So if it, Good. Quite a rivalry. All right. We got the Vols going to Alabama for their – does this thing have a name or just the third? The third Saturday, Saturday in October. October. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bama is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Tennessee um, had a big win against AM. just beat the ever-living shit out of Max Johnson. Um, I mean, I think he got hit like 60% of his drop back, something like that. Um, so their defensive line looked pretty good. Um Milton didn't look great, but I, he's not good. So, you know, that's sort of par for the course. Bama, um, they struggled a bit against Arkansas. I still don't think they found their way. This line seems a little inflated to me. Um, I would not be shocked if Tennessee won this game outright. I don't think they will, but I think you got to take take the, these points. It seems uh, like maybe six and a half would be a more fitting line for this. So, um for that reason, I am going with the Vols on the road. Yeah, I I think I'm going to go the other way here. I'm going to go Alabama, and it's not to say that Alabama is that much better. I just – Joe Milton's not good. Um, now that's to say that uh, Milrow is great. He hit, you know, one good pass last week. But, I mean, Tennessee only beat A&M by, by seven. A&M I don't think is that good. Um yeah, I just I think the Alabama defense is going to just eat them up. If the Gators can shut down that offense, Alabama can absolutely shut down that offense, and that's kind of what I'm counting on. Milrow will probably have I don't know probably 110 yards rushing, maybe the same passing, 
he'll hit one big pass or something like that. And that'll be enough. And yeah, I think Alabama by two touchdowns here. I agree um, with uh, Gus, our reigning champ. The um, Tennessee has had one road game so far, one road game. And they got, I mean, I know the score necessarily doesn't indicate this, but they got the crap kicked out of them at Florida. Um, They've already played three non-conference games. So that means they played one, two, three. They've only played three SEC games. I don't know if that's where that stacks up with everybody else, but they have got a kind of a murderer's row at Alabama, at Kentucky, who's not, you know, at Missouri. And then they have, they host, they host Georgia later this year, at the, you know, like towards the end. I, I, is that game usually earlier? I know the schedules have been all kind of screwed around a little bit, but regardless, um, I, I think Milton on the road is a liability. And I think that's what's uh, going to, going to do in Tennessee. Um, I feel like Alabama, while, they haven't necessarily hit their stride. They're like, at least can see the stride in the future or ahead of them. So I'm going to take Alabama. I like them big t- double digits. Mm, I'll be with Malt house divided. Oof. Oof. All right. I mean, he did come back last week, three and three. That's true. So three, Not too terrible trending <laughs> upwards, trending upwards. At that overall career lifetime winning percentage. Yeah. Respectable. So the other 330 game, we have the Gamecocks, who uh, we talked a little bit about against Florida. Uh, they're heading to Missouri, um, South Carolina. I think, uh, you know, they're Spencer Rattler's not that good. I still can't believe that a mock had Spencer Rattler going to the Bucks. I think first round or second round, that guy's going to be a fourth or fifth round at best if he's even drafted south carolina just isn't that good of a team um they had that running back that's a d that was a d2 superstar the reason why he looked so good last week is like i said the gators can't tackle missouri on the other hand they absolutely fucking put it to kentucky in kentucky so i mean they're they're a really really good team i don't think i gave the line on this it's it's uh, missouri's home favorite by seven and a half over unders 59 and a half um, I'll take the over in this. I think I'm also going to go with Missouri here. Well, I know I'm going to go with Missouri. I mean, Missouri is probably the second best team in the East. Maybe they're, they're a solid, solid team. Um, I think Missouri is probably going to win this by at least, at least 18, 19 points. This is going to be a big, big game for Missouri, like from score perspective. So give me Missouri. Yeah, this is going to be one of those games that um, makes me kind of worried about the transitive property because we struggled with South Carolina and then, you know, overcame adversity and won. Whereas I agree, I believe Missouri is not going to have a problem with South Carolina. They uh, it, it pains me to say this because I, I, I don't like them in the SEC. I don't like that they showed up and like took advantage of a terrible East and went to the SEC championship game like twice in a row. Um, but I can't look away from I've been picking against them quite a bit this year. Um, I got lucky against LSU with that backdoor interception, you know, pick six cover um, for the Tiger, uh, the LSU Tigers. Um, I, I had a feeling about Kentucky and I got a, I got the same feeling. Um, so if, if you know, if you're traveling on uh, Southwest, this is on the SEC network or if you're uh, 
staying at Legoland, you're not going to be able to watch this game. But <clears throat> if you aren't, if you're in Normalville, you'll be able to watch Missouri just, I think, beat the crap out of the Gamecocks. And I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, uh, I don't really have much more to add. I think uh, South Carolina's pretty gut-wrenching loss. Their coach broke his foot kicking the wall or something. Yeah, after <laughs> yeah he did. <laughs> that was awesome. So uh, I like Drake Vitz at home behind uh, Brady Cook. Uh, yeah, so so I like the Tigers as well. Well, let's go ahead and sweep produce. it. Yeah. Boom, second sweep of the week. Now, because Kansas yeah. City is known for their barbecue sauce, and Kansas City is in Missouri. I have heard but that. If you're anywhere else in Missouri, what what kind of sauce would you use, man? Well, gosh. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of parts of uh, Missouri that hate Kansas City, especially for their uppity, we are the best barbecue sauce area around. So I think... If you have the choice and you're not in Kansas City, you might want to try something called Pandemic Sauce Company. That's PandemicSauceCompany.com because this portion of the Bourbon Boys picking the SEC is brought to you by Pandemic Sauce Company. Amidst a worldwide pandemic and lockdown with nothing but time on his hands, a friend of the podcast started experimenting in his kitchen to occupy his time. He soon discovered a knack of combining a variety of peppers with fruit juices to create some unique barbecue sauces. After sharing his sauces with family and friends, he has now decided to share them with the rest of the world and the goal to become your new favorite sauce. That's PandemicSauceCompany.com. Enter code BourbonBoys at checkout for a discount. I think on the ribs, you're really going to like something like Jalapeno Apple or the Pineapple Reaper. Um, I'm going to be hosting a um, little watch party of the cocktail party uh, next weekend, not this upcoming weekend. And I'll be smoking some meats, and I'm definitely going to get some uh, Pandemic Sauce Company barbecue sauce on the pulled pork and the ribs. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. All right, 7 o'clock game. There we go. What a lead-in, because Ole Miss at Auburn. Now, it's funny, last week we had uh, LSU and Auburn. I think that was Auburn at LSU, and this week we have Ole Miss at Auburn. These are like two games that I remember watching on like, you know, ESPN after dark growing up. Um, These are rivalry games that are, that can be very intense. Sometimes you throw the record books out. This however, is not necessarily one of those weeks. Auburn came off their bye week uh, by previously being competitive with Georgia to just getting throttled by LSU last week. Um, Whereas Ole Miss has had a hell of a run aside from playing Bama. Like it's almost like they were asleep in that Alabama game. Um, but as I said, Auburn is a seven point home underdog with a 56 and a half point, uh, over under. I like, I like Ole Miss. I don't know why I keep doing this. Cause I feel like I'm jinxing myself, but I, I think I like Ole Miss big again. I mean, I feel like three out of, the la- of these four games I am calling for, du- no, actually all four games now so far, I'm calling for double digit wins by the team I picked. I think the Rebs are just going to. I mean, and this is going to be an interesting game because they're they're playing against their former coach. It's not like he left them to go on to bigger things. Uh, he left them because he doesn't know how to use a burner phone. Um, but I, I really think that uh, the way that Ole Miss is playing right now, they're playing tough. They won some tough games. They won some high-scoring games, and they won some t- games where they required some defense. 
So I'm going to take the Rebs for sure. Big. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm done picking Auburn. They just got – I picked them last week, which was just really stupid because they got absolutely throttled by LSU. Um, and honestly, part when I saw that it was only seven, I just now I'm like Googling to see if like there's major injuries for Ole Miss because that seems way too low. It does. And there aren't any major injuries for Ole Miss, at least that I can find. So uh, I, I love the Rebels here, even on the road. Yeah, this was, of all the games, I think this one was the hardest one for me when I looked at the slate to pick. Um, and the reason for that is is Old Miss, I mean, they've been, I mean, they, they beat Tulane, who was ranked at the time, or I think they're still ranked by 17. Um, but, I mean, they beat Arkansas by seven. They beat LSU by six. Lost to Bama. Georgia Tech, I guess you could say, played them tough. I mean, they still won by 25. Um, but it, there's, there's gotta be a letdown, right? Or not a letdown, but it just seems like in these type of games that Ole Miss, it's like a close game. Like they'll win, right? But it may be by three. Like they'll need something, some type of play call from Lane Kiffin late in the game that he dials up to work. Uh, yeah, this is tough, but Auburn sucks, man. Auburn just got the blow, doors blown off of them, even though they played Georgia tough, which is weird. Once again, SEC this year, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think I'm going to go with you guys. I think I think Old Miss will we'll say we'll win by 10. I'll stick with it. Give me give me the Rebs. Sweep it. All right. Uh, last game of the slate, the Cadets. Head to uh, Baton Rouge to, uh, I mean, do you think the people in Baton Rouge, like the Cajun grandmother, will curse out like an army cadet in uniform too on their way to the stadium? Probably yes, right? I'd say so. Um, but anyway, LSU is a 30.5 point favorite uh, or 30 and a half point favorite for people who speak English. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just if, if LSU shows up and is focused, they probably cover this number. But um, Army, they still do like the wishbone, right? That's kind of their whole deal. Is that- right, I, I think they're going to try to – they're going to be able to have some success running against LSU and burn some clock. So I know I picked LSU kind of ahead of time, but I'm going to change my mind and switch it over to Army just sort of – not getting completely destroyed. Hmm. That's a bold pick. I only say that because it looks like uh, Army is not good this year. Um, that 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 being said, they have been competitive against some, you know, middle of the road opponents. They played two ACC teams. They lost at Syracuse twenty nine to sixteen. And they lost at home to Boston College, 27-24. Boston College, who played FSU very tough earlier this year. Um, and then they just got shut out at home by Troy, 19-0. So I feel like this is one of those games where LSU could definitely sleepwalk. Um, and I, I, But, I, you know, I feel like Brian Kelly uh, is probably I, – I, I don't know. I don't know enough about him. I'm not like a closeted, like, Notre Dame fan. But I don't know what he – 
would be like in a circumstance like this. I know that he cares a lot about, it seems as though he cares a lot about what the outside influences think about his program by the way he behaved when he came into the game, when he came into the coach, like he, that, that fake Southern accent and just trying to really put on a show for the locals, the yokels. Uh, I, I, I feel like this is a game where he is going to want to lay down the hammer. And I think that's capable and I think it's plausible. And if I think it's possible, I think it's, uh, I'm going to have to go with my gut. I'm going to take LSU. That's, that's a big number, but I like them. I like the Tigers. Yeah. So <clears throat> I kind of going back and forth on this one too. Not that it's a difficult one, but, um, you know, Army doesn't throw the ball, and LSU's weakness on defense is their secondary. So they should be pretty good on defense. That being said, this is a huge line, 30 and a half. Like, I could see this game being 42-14, yeah. um, you know, which is still a blowout win. I, You know, just also because what you said, I don't know really, like, is is when, when they're up by 28, are they going to put their reserves in? Who knows? Army's going to be playing for pride, especially with all these guys gearing up to once they graduate, go over to the Middle East and fight whoever we're going to be fighting in the next year for the next <laughs> 10 years. So, you know, there'll be a lot of pride there. Um, yeah. You know, I shouldn't do this because Maul picked Army. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a definite loss right there. But fuck it. I'll go with Army. Let me let oh, me say Lord. something. real. <clears throat> let me say something real quick. Um, you, you made it, you brought up a great point, Gus, cause like I'm starting to kind of oscillate now, even though I've already, my pick's not locked in yet since the pod is still running, but like Jaden Daniels has taken some brutal hits this year and he is their team. Like as, as Jordan Travisy of, as he may be like tall, skinny, the guy is so good, good with his legs, good with his arm. And I mean, he took this massive hit at Missouri and almost didn't get up and they ended up winning that game because that guy is tough as nails, but this is a kind of game where you don't want to risk that shit. So you're right. I mean, if they're up 28, but I just feel like the talent level is totally different. I would never trust any of the LSU players in battle, but I would trust them on the gridiron. So I think I'm going to stick with my pick because I feel like they're just going to pile it on even with their, you know, second, second uh, stringers. But they they better pull Daniels at halftime. That's a warning. I think we should all heed because otherwise you can get like Brock Brock Bowers, you know, yep. poor poor bastard. I mean, thank God his career's not over. But I mean, it's unfortunate he's going to miss the cocktail party. But you know, they, you don't want to be in that circumstance heading into the stretch of their uh, SEC schedule. So yes, I'm keeping my pick. How about our producer? I mean. When I looked at this, I, I immediately thought, I know LSU can score 50 on Army, but can Army score 20 on LSU? And I, and I couldn't get there, so I'll yeah, I'll take LSU. That's a great point too. Because I right. mean, they 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 did it to Auburn, so sorry. All right, All right boys, I got to roll. But All right. that's great. Good night Thanks to all our listeners. Um, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll see y'all soon. Bet on red. That's right. Later. See ya.
So this week, there's actually some, there's not a lot of out of conference games that are good. I'm going to bring up four games. Three of them are ranked opponent, like they're both teams are ranked. And then one is just interesting being our geographic location. So uh, 12 o'clock kickoff, Penn State, Ohio State. Yeah. That's going to be a hell of a game. I might tune tune into that. Um, actually, there's five games. I'll, I'll mention another one uh, as well. I'll just go through the rank ones first. So Penn State, Ohio State. Then we have Duke at Florida State, 730. That's going to be an interesting game. Um, Duke's pretty good this year. FSU's favored by 14 and a half. Man. Yikes. I don't. Wow. I think it'll be a closer game than that. I'm hoping it is. The other ranked game or where two ranked opponents are going head to head. I think this is going to be a blowout. Um, Utah, USC. USC is favored by a touchdown. USC does not have a defense and they haven't been able to protect Caleb Williams the past couple of weeks. Yeah. So I think Utah's defense is really going to turn it up. I still don't know if what's his name is back for Utah, their quarterback. Um, But I don't think it matters. I think Utah is going to win that outright, even though it is in LA. Um, Another game that's of interest just because it's going to be hilarious when we see the final score. Uh, uh, Oklahoma uh, uh, is playing USC in Norman. So, or I'm sorry, UFC, UCF. So, oh yeah, welcome to the Big Twelve or whatever. Welcome they call to the Big Twelve. Yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna get uh, their shit pushed in. Oh yeah, in that game. Uh, another interesting game: Washington State, Oregon. Uh, Washington State's four and two. They were ranked for a while there. Oregon's kind of licking their wounds. They probably should have won that game against Washington. Yeah. Dan Lanning made a couple of boneheaded decisions against Washington on fourth downs. I think if they would have just punted the ball away, they they would they would have won the game. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll definitely be an interesting week uh, all around college football. Yeah, I I kind of I I love these the, you know when the Gators are off. I mean I hate it when the Gators are off, but I kind of love being able to focus on other games and not to be stressed out the whole time. Um, obviously my stress has tempered, you know, in the past 15 years, but, um, Michigan, Michigan state, <clears throat> I don't know anything about Michigan state. I know they're in shambles, but I remember yeah. like in the good old days when like, you know, one bonehead game, you know, like against in a rivalry, um, Clemson at Miami, it's not really that interesting on the, if you're, if you're looking at it, you know, like from a game perspective, but I mean, who wouldn't like, who wouldn't mind seeing Miami get beat? Uh, that'd be kind of cool. Um, but did yeah, I, I watched the highlights of that Washington Oregon game. It lived. It, it, let's just say it lived up to the building. The billing. It, it did. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, UCLA and oh 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 Stanford. That's what I want. That's what I was thinking. So Stanford was trailing Colorado like twenty nine points. Yes. At halftime, and they stormed all the way back to win. And yeah, I mean, I'm not like this is not a Schadenfreude moment for Coach Prime. I don't. I don't dislike him. I, I think the hype is crazy, but I don't dislike him. So I, I didn't, it brought me no joy to see this, but, but, you know, as a person who likes good football, seeing that was pretty incredible. And there was another game where some team was trailing by like three scores with like in the fourth quarter, it wasn't just our game. Like there was another, I'm trying to think who it was. 
uh, I don't know what the game was, but anyways, regardless, there were a lot of great comebacks and a lot of interesting wins um, last week. And so, um, but yeah, that is interesting about uh, Oklahoma. I mean, they, they're undefeated. Am I right? They are undefeated. Yeah. They beat yeah. Texas. They yeah. beat Texas. Yeah. So, and then Oregon state's doing pretty well this year. Uh, and, and, this I know this doesn't mean a hill of beans to anybody, but the of the three big coaches that were hired uh back in 2018, 2017, or whenever whenever it was that um whenever it was that Mullen um uh what's his name? Kelly at UCLA and then the um and Scott Frost went to Nebraska. That was all the same year. And of those three, Chip Kelly, that's who it is is still at UCLA. I mean, they're 25th in the in the country. They haven't really had some tremendous success, but kudos to that guy for weathering that, you know, storm. He was, I think he probably could have done pretty well at Florida, but he had no desire to step into the SEC. And I mean, who could blame him? So interesting thing about Chip Kelly and his team, we know him for his, his high powered offenses, you know, hurry up, like, they yeah. go, 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 go. And their defenses is normally like, eh, okay, middle of the road to not good. Yeah. I believe UCLA is in the top 10 in the nation in total defense, if wow. not top five. Like he has defensive studs on this wow. team. It's kind of weird that that's so how you think by this, you think by this amount of time in a big market like LA, he'd have been able to, you know, like fortify his offense as well. You know, yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying they have a bad offense. I really don't know anything about it. I just know that if you've got a good defense and you're Chip Kelly, you should be undefeated at this point in the Pac-12. You should be winning or competing for the Pac-12 every year. And maybe they are. I don't know. But 25th in the nation doesn't blow anybody's skirt up. No. Uh, another game uh, I just realized is on 12 o'clock kickoff. I, I won't watch it. And just because I was in the military doesn't mean I have an affinity for this. But um air force is traveling to indianapolis uh they're going to navy air force is undefeated so and they have a pretty weak schedule it'll be interesting if they win out if they'll sneak in i don't think they will to the playoff but um it'd be interesting if they win out yeah. so big uh inner service rivalry there Seems like they're the class of the service academies, it seems like. Yeah, they are, 100%. I mean... Air Force would always be, you think, or football-wise? I think so. I think football-wise, I think they've hired... Like, they're they're not the the wishbone offense that the other two schools are. And, I mean, if you look at... I mean, you just look at one location of the schools. Not that it's a great life in service academies. Right. um, But it's like, well, if if I'm going to be shit on for three years and then have a decent senior year, but I still have all these other requirements that I have to do. Plus the academic standards, you know, Colorado Springs is better than West point and better than Annapolis. Like it's just a place to go. And then your quality of life in the service air force. Right. So if I'm going to go to a service Academy and play football, I'm going to go to air force coast guard also, by the way, but they're division three. So you're not going to get on national television. No, I think their stadium seats 8,000. Mm. Yeah. It's smaller than some in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. High schools. Yeah. 
highest paid federal employee. Texas high schools, yeah. Who's that? The coaches of the service, the football coaches of yeah, the service. They are. They are. They're paid federal employees. Yep. And also the students get paid. So. Oh, right. Of course they do. Well, not very much, but they get paid. Well, that'll do it for the Bourbon Boys podcast. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, Pandemic Sauce Company. That's pandemicsaucecompany.com. Enter code Bourbon Boys at checkout. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, follow, and share this episode with your friends. Any last thoughts, fellas? I'd say go Gators, but they're not playing. So, and the Bulldogs aren't playing. So, fuck them. Um, yeah, let's go. Wow. Let's go, Blue Devils. Yeah, uh, go Rowdies. I'm going to the Rowdies game on Saturday, the first round of the playoffs in the USL. Um, Tampa Bay Rowdies. I know we got a lot of a lot of soccer fans on this app. Go um, it's a kick in the grass, exactly. Uh, so, for in abstention at this point, Malt Lecker. Our reigning champion, Gus. Our producer, Dr. Riffick. I am Cousin Bailey saying go Gators and go get well,